the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. What is a blister in the sun? 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let me go on like a blister in the sun. I do not understand. Let's go to phone calls. Let's go to Hank in Berkeley. Hank, do you know what a blister in the sun is? Uh, I really don't know. Okay. I don't know. Thought I'd ask. I do have a question for you, though. Okay. I, uh, someone called in about an ETF, and you looked it up and knew what stocks were in that ETF. What website can I go to to find st- what stocks are in what ETFs? It's Deb Deb Deb. Do you got a pen? Yeah. It's Deb 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 dot Magic Investing ETF one hundred sixteen thirty two dot PDF dot com. Are you serious? Forward slash Morningstar. All right. Uh, you want to say that one more time? Yes. It's deb, deb, deb dot investing in ETF magic 101.16 forward slash ETF lookup Morningstar.com. Okay. Okay, I, Hank. Okay. I'm, I'm just giving you, I'm busting your chops. Go to Morningstar.com. All right. Uh, is that a free service? Um, there's a premium service tied to it, but a lot of the site has free content. Okay. Thanks. So thanks for the call, Hank. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your call on the air. Ooh, boy. Um, trying to find stories that make sense to tell you about. Um, let's see. I'm trying to, I'm working, working, working. Okay, I got one. I got one. So $350 early termination fee for smartphones. Verizon has upped the early termination fee from 175 to 350 Now, my program director, John Scott, goes, this is the only service in the world where you try to fire them and they pay. you have to pay to be fired. Crazy, right? So now the kicker is, is that Google Android phone made by Motorola, it's a $600 phone, and they, they give it to you for $200. If you sign a contract for two years. So if you want to fire them, they're going to lose $400. That's why they're upping it. So it makes sense. You can do a deal where you buy your own phone and you could fire them for a much lower cost. You can do a month to month. A lot of people don't know that. Early termination fee for advanced devices is reflecting higher costs associated with offering those products. 
So there you go. Be careful. You know the one in the area. I'm going to call you out right here, right now. I love Heidi. Heidi's my producer. I think she's the best thing since Cracker Jack and Aces. I think she's top notch. She's got a cheap phone, and I love that. She doesn't have a super smart phone. She's got a retarded phone. She's got a phone that basically you have to like wait 18 seconds before you punch in another letter, and she doesn't really do text messaging terribly well. It's what she can afford. No, She doesn't have a $300, $400, $500 iPhone. Now, she's saving for retirement with her husband. I dig her. On the other hand, Sebastian Kuntz has an iPhone, and he's not saving for retirement. Now, when it comes time to be 65 years old, Sebastian Kuntz is going to have a great, great social life. He's going to look back on and say, I had the iPhone. I was the ruler of the world. People loved me. And he's going to be playing Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen, because that was going to be the best part of his life. Whereas Heidi's going to be going to Egypt and sneaking into pyramids and doing the dirty with her man and pyramids. Like She's going to be living life at 60. She's going to be seeing the world. I think you get my point. Let's go to phone calls. Let's go to Bob. Oh, go to Brian. 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 We've decided that, Brian, you're better than Bob. What's that tell us about Bob? Brian? Yes. You're up. All right. I just got a question about first-time mortgages. Okay. What's your question? The city I live in offers you forty grand for a first-time mortgage. And if you move within 20 years, you have to pay them back. Pretty good deal. So I'm wondering, with the $8,000 federal tax income credit, and then you can write off interest every year. So if you stay in the home for five or 10 years, is that worth it? I would consider it for sure. You think you're going to live in the house for 20 years? I'm thinking probably five or 10. You are only thinking five or 10. You may not want to complicate your life. But would I take the money? Absolutely. Even if I was there for five to 10 years. But keep in mind, Brian, you're hoping for appreciation of at least $40,000 so you could pay him back without sweating it. Um, I don't know Manteca. I don't know the market well there. So I can't really tell you if it's a good idea, a bad idea. See, I'm hoping because the market's down right now. Yeah. If I stay in it 10 years, then hopefully over the next 10 years it'll grow a little bit. Brian. I hope the San Francisco 49ers win the Super Bowl. Hope is hope is in two places. It's on the football field and in church. I hope when I die, I go to heaven. I hope that that hell really isn't that hot because heat rises and that would make heaven hotter than hell. And I don't want to be in heaven if it's hotter than hell. I'd rather be in, in hell if you get the idea. I hope for eternal life. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, though, to be quite honest with you. I think I'm going to be worm food. Um but I want it hope for the market to go up. It's like, do you remember? Do you remember a company called Exodus, Brian? No. They 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 hosted data back in the the gogo dot com days, and they basically went bankrupt. There's a lot of investors that saw that stock go from 120 to 100, and they hoped it went back to 120. Then it went from 100 to 80, and they hoped it went back to 120. Then it went from 80 to 60, and they hoped it would go back up to 80. And it went 60, 40, 40, 30, 30, 20, 20, 10, 10, 0, and they kept hoping. Hope has no place with your investment dollars and your money. I don't know Manteca. Let me Google Manteca. See, that's what I'm calling you for because now that you're talking like that, it scares me to get into a 30-year mortgage if I'm going to have to pay them back and my house is going to keep going lower and lower and lower. And- well, what, you, what you're learning is risk, and you have to be comfortable risk. I bought a house um, over Easter, and... I honestly don't think it's going to go up in value. But, see, I, I'm good with that. I can say that out loud. I can say I don't think it's a good investment. It's a great place to live. Um, it's a great community. It, it's wonderful on so many levels. 
Um, why the hell would you buy a house in Manteca? That's where I live. That's where the okay. family lives. And- Good God, you're close to Stockton. Um, you buy a house to live in. You don't buy a house with hopes that it goes higher in value. Um, in my opinion, I think the good old days of real estate are over. Uh, anything that's 10 miles from the coast. No, nah, I'm not going to say 10 miles, 20 miles from the coast. It's too far. There's, I look at Google maps and I, there's lakes near you. There's forests near you. And every time I see a lake or a forest, I'm like, Ooh, they could put a prop. They could put a townhouse on that. Ooh. And that will hurt your real estate value. So uh, I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm only telling you to look at it as a place to live first, and if it goes up in value, you're happy. Okay. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Bob in Santa Clara. Bob? Hey, uh, Rob, this is Bob, who came in second to Brian. But I, anyway, I know, and I'm starting to think that was a mistake. <laughs> Here's my question. Uh, if I pronounce this correctly, uh, Jeremy uh, Grantham, CEO, GMO, uh, has made some good predictions on the market in the past. Uh, he's recently predicted that uh, we're, we'll do a short-term correction, 15%. I don't have a problem with that. But uh, he also says, long-term, he thinks it'll be a financial market disaster. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Or have you seen his article uh, or aware of that in Wall Street? I have not seen that article. Um... It's in Market Watch. Okay, it's in today's Market Watch? Uh, no, a couple of days ago. Oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. Um... I can't really comment on it. If you want to send it to me, I'll, I'll gladly comment on it if you have the online journal. Um, it, to me, Bob, I, I think we are in for a, a period of toughness. I think right now you want to probably be repositioning your portfolio, like I said, with Fidelity. They said 30% international. You should be 30% international. So right then you're not exposed to financial risk of the United States banks. I think commercial banks, and I'm talking about regional banks or smaller uh, mom and pop banks, I think they're in trouble. They made a lot of commercial real estate loans that are come and due. And when you have to pay the piper, it, it, it's ugly. The piper comes in and murders your children. Um, that that Pied Piper was just a horrific story for kids. Um, yeah, he got rid of the rats and everything, but came back and got all the kids too. Um, scary stuff. But um, when it's time to pay the piper, it's not a good thing. So um, I do think we are due for a correction, but you know what? I said that in September. I said that in October. I said that in November, and it hasn't happened. So there's a case where I'm just an idiot, and analysts sometimes are just idiots, and they say a lot of things, and some of them come true, and some of them don't. Um, there's a person called Elaine Garzarelli that made an incredibly correct stock market pick, incredibly correct in the 90s, and they kept going to her and said, where are we going to go next? Where are we going to go next? Where are we going to go next? And she was never right again. So my my opinion is buy things that you're comfortable with that will work in a good economy and a bad economy. Expose yourself to risk when you feel comfortable and don't when you don't feel comfortable. Going all the cash, you're going to lose. You got to be invested. There's no other option. If you go all cash, look what's happened. The value of the dollars dropped twenty percent. So your dollars down twenty percent. You lost. So people who are in cash, they're losers. Inflation's up, so they they can buy even less with their dollar. So do you think Exxon Mobil's going to go bankrupt, Bob? Uh, I really don't know, but I would think not. There you go. Buy some ExxonMobil. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 an index fund kind of guy. Yeah. Primarily Vanguard, and I am pretty uh, substantial in uh, you know emerging, yeah. which has been just good, fantastic. Uh, and and I agree with your comment. I know you know Brinker called it so perfectly in 2001, and uh, 2000 he did stampeded yeah. last year. 
And, and Brinker's an idiot. And let me give you an idea on Bob Brinker. And I'm the only person on the planet who will tell you this. No, I agree with you. <laughs> Brinker was great in March of 2000. But you know what? He didn't own tech stocks in the 1990s. He didn't tell you to overexpose yourself to them and get glorious, wonderful returns. So his call was on 3% of a portfolio. It, it was a genius call. I give him credit. And he can tout it as much as he wants to tout it. But he's not good at what he does. If he was, he wouldn't be buying a radio show. His radio show is an infomercial. It is not, you know, selling big commercials. It's not a, a big winner. He pays to be on air. If he calls on the air, it's 800-345-5639. Bob was a better caller than Brian. I'm standing by that one. I'm John Cobell. I'm Ken Champeau. We're the John and Ken Show. Join us weekdays from 3 to 7. Now, Rob Black on 910 AM, more stimulating talk. me, president, governor, mayor, I promise to bring back lobotomies and euthanize, euthanize people. I'll pull in a Darwinian wood chipper. For instance, it's not so much that we're a nation that's going the wrong direction. It's a nation that just spends money in stupid manners. A former Arizona school district employee is accused of using school computers in an experiment to find space aliens. That's right. He's looking for space aliens. Costing the worker his job in the district more than $1 million. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He said that it's going to take more than $1 million to fix the problems with the computers. Because the guy was like using the computers for the SETI at home project, which uses internet-connected computers worldwide to analyze radio telescopic data and experiment to find extraterrestrial intelligence. People, we're going to be dead in 40, 60 years. Stop looking for aliens. Stop it. $1 million. I would put that guy in the Darwinian wood chipper instantly. He'd be got to go. Got to go. People who spend money like that, got to go. Okay. I looked up in Manteca. You know, I was just knocking on it. It's kind of like south of Stockton. So Stockton is the armpit of California. It's the armpit of Stockton. They've got a super buffet there. Any city that has a super buffet, you probably don't want to buy real estate in. Just between me and you, super buffet spells old people all over it. And old people don't send home prices higher. Why? Because they live there till they die. <sighs> That's why I don't like Arizona. It's an old person state. It's not a job state. I like jobs. So stay away from Mantica. Meg Whitman. I'm thinking about voting for Meg Whitman for governor. You know why? You know why? Because she looks like a dude. Ew. She's not going to Sacramento to like sex it up. I don't know. Strike that comment. Strike that comment. Let's hit let's hit the dumb button on that comment. I didn't actually say that. Let's go back seven. To, okay. So yeah, it's a super buffet in Manteca. That's got old people written all over it. Apple. Let's talk Apple. If I'm gonna say stupid things, outrageous things, outlandish things, I gotta say smart things. Otherwise you're gonna go away. Apple. Why is it an investment? Well, they're gonna come out with a tablet at some point in time, and you know what that means? Nerds from around the world are going to be drooling. Hey, Apple's got this new tablet. It's super. I can read the internet on it. And, like, you can read the internet on your computer. You can read the you know, newspaper. It's not that super. It doesn't cure cancer. But people are going to drool over it. So we got that coming, right? On top of it, at some point in time, 
they're going to leave AT&T. The exclusivity relationship with AT&T is going to end. And then there's going to be hell to pay. The water is going to break through and Apple's going to become dominant in America as far as an iPhone goes. Because they're going to go to Verizon. Now, they've succeeded without Verizon, but can you imagine if they had Verizon? Holy mackerel. The iPhone may be carried by Verizon in 2010. The iPhone deal with Verizon, it would be ideal in giving Apple access to the two largest wireless subscriber bases in the United States. Verizon's got 89 million wireless subscribers. AT&T's got 82 million. Now, it may take longer, and the situation's a little bit more complicated, but it's going to happen. There's a possibility that AT&T's exclusive iPhone contract will be extended into 2011, but Apple needs Verizon. They're going to have to go there. The issue is that Apple and Verizon are both well-run companies, focused on customer control and delivering strong financials. Apple runs its own app store, and Verizon has aspirations to do so as well. Verizon would love to to have the application store that Apple has. They'd love it. Now, Apple controls the media experience with iTunes. Verizon's got their Vcast service. So it's not necessarily instantaneous it's going to happen. But there's favorable economics, and it will happen. An iPhone average selling price, $611. AT&T, roughly $700. So there's some interesting applications here on why they want these the churn rate on Apple, very, very low. Churn, people who drop off, people who, who fire, people who move on from a product. Japan today, they've cut their GDP to negative 3.5%. This is important. They were going to be negative 3.2%, so they're in a recession. Consumption was re- revised down inside the country to a fall of 1.7%, so they're consuming less. Capital spending... Buy new computers, buildings, down 9.6%. world's got some problems. Wells Fargo is shutting down 122 branches in California, and I say, who cares? Most of the closures are going to be of Wachovia offices that are near existing Wells offices. When Wells Fargo bought Wachovia, they basically, you know, sometimes there was two branches in the same city. One of them has to go. Wells Fargo is going to close 122 California branches as a result of a takeover of Wachovia. The closure is scheduled to occur in April, and they say any employee wants to work at another bank can. It's not that dramatic of a story for California, but again, it's showing you that you know mergers and acquisition take out competition. You used to be able to walk across the street and say, Wachovia, screw you, I'm going to Wells Fargo. Now you can't do that anymore. The Senate Democrat leaders. I think using the word Senate and leaders is an oxymoron. The Senate leaders, Democrat leaders, they're considering making some small businesses eligible for a tax credit for health insurance premiums. They still aren't really getting this through. It's interesting to note that the first year of the Clinton presidency was a disaster. Nothing got done. The next seven years were pretty glorious for the Clinton administration, and he's, he's, he's remembered pretty well. Economy did well under his tenure. Will the same thing happen with Obama? The first year, nothing is getting done. He promised change on climate. Nope. He promised to get out of Afghanistan? Nope. He promised health care reform? Not yet. So the first year, no policy changes. If this goes on, it's going to be a bad presidency. But it didn't go on for, for President Clinton. It's worthy of note. I don't know. McAfee. I know you're saying, Rob, you're running out of content, aren't you? <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. Um, McAfee. They came out with a list today releasing. Uh, I took four or five days off and 
I just don't have my uh, endurance back for a two-hour show. It, it's it's tough. We've changed the commercial breaks. My mind's not there. I'm, I'm trying to stretch it. But McAfee came out with a list of the most dangerous web domains. And this is interesting. At one point in time, I was on a national radio show. And I said, who are the people who get viruses on their computer? I laughed at it. I went, ha, 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 ha. Who would open up an Anna Kornikova picture and get the Anna Kornikova virus? Which, by the way, I've had it before, and it's not so bad. The itching is kind of pleasant. The next day, I got a virus, and my computer went down. It's one of those things like, I don't know, Newton's Law. It's, it's, oh. So I got a virus. So McAfee today, they're helping me. They're coming out with a press release saying, you know, the most dangerous websites end with a .cm because it's a play on .com. If you go to a .cm, there's a 37% chance that there's going to be a security risk of an exploit, a phishing product, an excessive pop-up, a malicious download, all tied to typos. So .cm is from Cameron, Cameroon. The other domains that are dangerous, China, Samoa, Philippines, Soviet Union. So there's a .cn for .china. There's a .ws for Samoa. There's a .ph for Philippines. There's a .su for the Soviet Union. What's interesting to note about this is I don't care. Why did McAfee release this list? Because they're trying to get a little press release for themselves. They're trying to get a little bit of uh, you know traction. They're trying to say, hey, we're relevant. We'll protect your computer. Pay us a lot of money and we'll slow down your computer. Which, for the record, geeks on call. The one thing that they taught me is that Norton and Semantic and McAfee, they're these incredibly bloated virus programs that there's really thin ones out there that don't, you know, take up your RAM like AVG. It's a good virus checker. It's free, too. So you don't have to spend a lot of money to have this bloated virus checker. Bloated virus checkers are great for corporations, but for individual home computers, you don't need it. So thank you, Geeks on Call. It's Rob Black Show, 910 a.m., 910 a.m., 800-345-5629. It's 800-345-5629. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Cash for gold. Send us your jewelry. Sometimes I'm a little bit confused in life. I went to a website called Cats for Gold, where you can send them your cat, and they'll give you gold. And not one of my better moments in life. Sending Kit Kat off and getting an ounce of gold in return. Woo! Gold's had a good year. All commodities have had a good year. Except for natural gas. Commodities are hard assets. They're valuable. They hold their value. Their ounce of gold is going to be an ounce of gold in a year. Whereas the dollar is going to be worth 20% less than last year. We've seen the dollar fall in value because the United States government, in their ever so seen wisdom, sees it fit to continue to print money. It's not a good business plan over the long term, but it works over the short term. So, cats for gold. Don't send your cat in. Let's talk about some mutual funds that I think are good funds uh, that you should look at. I'm not saying you should buy, but you should look at. There's one called Thornburg Value. 
Ticker symbol is TVAFX. TVAFX. It's not purely a bargain hunting fund, so you hear the word value, you're like, ooh, sweet. It's run by a guy named Connor Brown and Ed Moran, and they divide their holdings into three buckets. Basic value, consistent earnings, and re-emerging franchises. So they got three different angles that they go after, and I, I like the company. I think they're a good fund family. Basic value companies tend to be industries such as banking and oil, in which competition is fierce and firms don't have you know much price and flexibility. You know, U.S. Bank Corp., that's a good example of that. And another holding of theirs is Gilead Sciences, the leader in HIV treatments. We talked about that yesterday on the show. Consistent earnings growth. So it tends to work in good economies, bad economies. Another fund that I want you to take a look at is RS Partners. It's a small company fund, very much like the private equity investors. They spend hundreds of hours breaking down a business. Their manager at the RS Funds, uh, Joe Wolf. He's a deep knowledge of business, and he's got the tools to you know, help you as an investor does a good job. For instance, they, you know, they purchase structurally improving businesses. They don't get you into a lot of trouble. So, uh, for instance, one of their holdings is a vitamin company, NBTY, Nature's Bounty, leading vitamin wholesaler. We take vitamins and we don't understand that we pee most of it out. Long story short, vitamins don't have a lot of competition. There's one big wholesaler out there and, you know, if you're CVS, you can buy CVS Vitamins, they're getting them from Nature's Bounty. And they're putting their own brand on top of it. Safeway Vitamins. They're getting them from Nature's Bounty and they're putting their own brand on top of it. Um, Good International Fund, Thornburg International Value. Similar to the other Thornburg Value, but it's international. One of their big holdings is Teva Pharmaceuticals. So those are three or four fund ideas that I, I want you to look at. Again, Why did Rob say that? You know, take a look. You'll figure it out. There's a good one called Franklin Mutual Global Discovery. Ticker symbol T-E-D-I-X. It's um, Franklin Templeton's a pretty good family. They tend to keep costs down. They only buy if they see it at a steep discount, a stock at a steep discount. You can limit a lot of your risk on investing if you don't pursue uh, growth stocks. That's what a lot of these are are trying to do for you. There's a natural resources fund, uh, RSNRX. And they invest in natural resources, oil, commodities. You can get exposure to gold and oil and silver and platinum and bauxite. What the hell's bauxite? <laughs> Yet another one of those things that are out there. So anyway, um, I just want you to look. Just want you to look. So I'm not telling you to buy. You need to consult a broker advisor before taking action on any stocks mentioned. There's a radio show that I listen to on my way home. It's awful. I listen to it because the guy on it, he has a lisp and I laugh at it. And he's got another business partner who's got, he's senile. And they once bought a stock called Yukos. And uh, they told you to go out and buy Yukos. Yukos was an oil company, and they're in Russia, and it was a play. The story was sensational. Brazil, Russia, India, and China. Brazil, Russia, India, and China. Um, Oil. Yukos, oil. They're kind of like the Exxon of, of Russia. The only problem is that the Russian government took the company over and sent it to zero and hurt shareholders to the tune of $100 billion in damages. When you listen to them today, they don't tell you that they recommended Yukos. They don't tell you that. Jim Cramer doesn't tell you that 51% of his stocks move up, 49% move down, and yet the stock market moves up 7 out of 10 years. The so-called gurus never, ever, ever, ever are held accountable. So the Susie Ormans, her stock picking is horrendous. In 2000, she said, always buy the Qs. 
they always go up. Cues were a play on the NASDAQ. You got to be careful of we the gurus. Because we'll tell you what we like, but then when it goes bad, we'll tell you what we like. And then when that goes bad, we'll tell you something else that we like. So we don't, you know, there's not a, a good holding accountability. I'm a fiduciary. I'm, I'm not allowed to lie to you on financial matters. Legally can't do it. Where am I going to go to watch my decrepit poor people? I love watching decrepit poor people. I like listening to radio shows so the guy has lisps. Golden Gate Fields is going up for auction. It's a 70-year-old racing track. Um, I'm not sure about this, but I think there used to be a Kentucky Derby there. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Um, so th- it's going to be shut down. They own racetracks in the United States, a company called Magna Entertainment, and they've decided, you know what, we're putting the, th- the company, uh, the field up for auction. company needs to reduce their debt. The sale raises questions on what's going to be on that property in the future. So when you go up, 580, you're not going to see that big Golden Gate field. And, you know, again, you can go there on Sundays and spend a dollar, get a hot dog, which will kill you, probably faster than cigarettes. You can spend a dollar, get a soda or a beer, and you can gamble on the ponies. You can watch little little dogs race, too, which is so cute. And, again, I'm sure that's what they want to be doing. Um, I'm sure that's exactly what they want to be doing. Um, anyway, so in March, Magna filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. The Golden Gate Fields auction scheduled for February 25. It's going to take place in New York and Delaware. So what's going to go there? That city's called Albany. Or if you live there, it's called Albany. A city of 17,000. They don't want development. Sometimes people are just so effing stupid. They're just, they, they shoot themselves for no reason. They, the zoning laws have limited that land for live horse racing, sports and water-related commercial development, restaurants, bars, and open spaces. Hotels and housing, for instance, are forbidden. Any change in the zoning must be approved by voters. So what's going to go there? We don't know. Hmm. Remember earlier in the show I talked about unemployment and how it's going to be a nagging problem in your portfolio. It can't be super sexy growth. It's got to get some international. It's got to get some value so that you can value. I told you in the show, like you should take a look at utilities because they've underperformed the market. And in a down economy, we're still going to have to pay our electricity bills or they'll cut it off. So White House is a guy named Larry, Larry Summers, director of Obama's National Economic Council. He said, quote, addressing 10.2% unemployment is a matter of very great urgency. It is not something that is going to be fixed in a week or a month or a year. Now, what do you think Larry Summers is saying that? Because a year from now, it's going to be the election. And it's now time to get on record that unemployment stinks and we know it. Remember when Obama got elected he said, unemployment won't go to 10%. We'll create jobs and here we are at 10.5%. To get elected, we'll say anything. Now to get reelected, you're going to have to be a little bit more honest. Blame the administration before you. So one of the most damaging ideas in economics is that the doctrine of cathartic recession, that it's good, that ultimately it you know, if you suffer, that you, you'll learn a valuable lesson and you'll save more money in the future. Larry Summers is saying that's bull. And I kind of agree with him. So, because this is an unemployment scenario where people are unemployed for 10 months, not not 10 weeks. It's a tough one. So I, I guess if we learned any lesson, it's to save more money. PetSmart was removed from Wedbush's best ideas. Remember yesterday I told you the story about Maisie the Wonder Dog and how she ate cat poop and got her head stuck in the, the poop castle and my cat uh, it was probably laughing at her seeing the dog eat her poop and then getting stuck and bashing her head into, into the bed and then she couldn't walk the next day and I took her to the animal hospital on Thanksgiving and spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Um, 
And I said, I'll do anything for my pets. I love pets. Love them with all my heart. Anyway, Wedbrush Day is removing a company called PetSmart from their best ideas list. The firm notes that the stock has had a nice run since they added it, and they don't see any near-term catalyst. They said that they believe they're the best-positioned specialty pet retailer with when more discretionary pet spending resumes with a recovering economy. One of the sad things right now is, is how many animals are being deserted because people can't afford it. There's actually a charity out there that, that raises money to buy pet foods that we can give you the pet foods so that you don't desert your animal. It's kind of sad and pathetic, isn't it? Oh, but then again, I think that's the nation that we live in. Anyway, um, I told you yesterday, I think my investment play is, if I had an investment play, it's in the, the veterinary center. It's called Wolf. It's VCA Antec, ticker symbol W-O-O-F, W-O-O-F. To get your calls in there, it's 800-345-5639. We haven't had calls in the second hour, have we? I think none. It's been a desert. You know what that means? I'm gonna get, My show's going to get canceled. I live in fear that the show's going to get canceled because no phone calls. You're all sitting there, sitting on the edge of your seats, listening. We've got great ratings. We're beating the hell out of Rush Limbaugh. Thank you very much. I'm not allowed to say that on air, so I should delete that. Um, you're not allowed to talk about ratings on air for some ridiculous, stupid, inane reason. Um, and to beat Rush Limbaugh, it's kind of an icon. It's kind of, you know, when I was on TV, I beat Bob Barker um, at 10 in the morning. To beat Bob Barker is an accomplishment. It's one of the top 10, 10 things in my life. I wanted to beat that old man silly, and I did in ratings. So to beat Rush Limbaugh, I wanted to beat that human hemorrhoid. Silly, and I did in the ratings. I was pleased with that. Anyway, um, where do I go with this? Where do I go with this? Netflix gets downgraded today to neutral. Potential near-term first quarter earnings impact from the expected ramp in Netflix subscribers from around the holiday season stemming from price cuts on Microsoft Xbox. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. Xbox and Sony PlayStation 3, they've been around for a while, right? And they connect to the internet, right? And when you're there, you can, you can rent movies, from the Xbox store and from the Sony store. So some of the appreciation of Netflix, Netflix is up 50% since early September. It's had a great run. It's starting to get expensive. And I appreciate it when an analyst says, you know what? The company's getting too, too rich for my blood. So they're pulling out. They're saying, you know, now it's a neutral. It's up 50% and Microsoft and Sony, they've, they've slashed the prices of their hardware. So we think more People are going to get on those that hardware platform, and probably some of them are going to download movies, and we won't need Netflix anymore. It's weird how Wall Street works, right? Sometimes you got to try to... Who would have thought Xbox and Sony PlayStation 3 would hurt Netflix stock? I, If you were to raise your hand, I, I bet it's fewer than 10 people out there. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. It's 9, 10 a.m. I'll be back in 22 hours. I hope you wait with bated breath. Worms on a hook in your mouth would be ideal. 9, 10 a.m. Coming up next, Glenn Beck. More stimulating talk. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.